0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Final part of the conversation I had with Josh Luber at the Mint Collective a good time. Thanks, Josh, for making yourself available. a very busy guy. Thanks, Ray Schulte, for helping to set it up, and Chris Corbellini for handling the AV and the special booth that Collectible provided. And thanks, Ezra Levine, too. Thanks, sponsors, Top Spanini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins of the Scott Auctions, Mike's Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, CompC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So here it is, and thanks, Josh. There have been some people calling into my podcast that have talked about commoditizing a kid's product. It's okay.
1: Well, if, if you produced a kid's product... There's a way to look at that. We think that there should be a product that is always available on the shelf. Right. Well, it's always a buck. You, it's a, whatever it is. And, you still have to be careful yeah, with that. For sure. The, by the way, that only works in a holistic strategy. Those things one-offs <laughs> don't work because no, you, know, right. you start to, oh, this is the only product we can get, so the you know resellers are going to go and just clear off the shelf to Target. It only works holistically.
0: I'm on your side. At the industry summits that were in Hawaii, the early ones had strong representation from the leagues and the players associations they're not so much here although a couple are here but uh, wandering around but if you're a manufacturer you want that pa and and the league to say we want you to do a product like that because that's our future too and so we're either going to cut you some slack or that's probably not the right way to say it but, I know but it's yeah. but it's an investment in the category it is and it if is. they believe in that and and with fanatics having some ownership right for those entities I love that, Josh. I think that's something that's never happened before. As long as you don't feel the golden goose, that's that's good.
1: No, that is true. That last point, it was a no-brainer for us to go and and bring the leagues and PAs in as partners. Frankly, it's a little bit surprising that it hadn't happened sooner in the industry. And to be able to actually have them at the table and be on our board and be involved in these meetings, like they should be. It's it's their business. We just get the ones who can make the parts for it. There's
0: a lot of great people in this industry and when there's ownership changes as it did in my company and some of the transactions you guys have made hopefully there's some wisdom to keep the good people mm. and 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 for it to be one plus one
1: equals three yes yeah. I'm, I'm with you i'm with 100 yeah. on that i feel like uh, you're gonna cut me off at 1490 or 1459 here after uh, i get home <laughs> i'll pick the best part you just got it all good all good you talk good. too fast no this is great i guess I'm really curious, what are your thoughts on the, the Blind Dutch Auction? Were you able to, to see how that worked with new yeah, friends? Yeah.
0: The fact that it was technologically pulled off is not to be underestimated. Yeah. Okay? It's your prerogative to sell it any way you want to and to try a different way that actually has a lot of promise. Yeah. Because I think the card companies ought to be really upset if the secondary market is so much above yeah. what they're selling. That's it, right. it, you know, it doesn't seem fair. In the old days, there was a little bit of a stair step where everybody made a little bit, now there's no stair step. A it, few it, years ago, it was, you were making money just for getting it direct, and right. then you could double instantly, and there was no game to play, there was no intelligence you had to have, and you just were in the right place at the right time. That's right. So yeah, I'm so the Blind Dutch Auction, even in what would be not blind, that they could see. That'd yep. be interesting too.
1: Well, the whole idea is that we'll start to iterate on different formats. I'm saying, yeah. that's. I yep. love that.
0: If it was the same way every time, you'd get bored, right. apparently, and I would get bored. <laughs> right, right. But the Blind Dutch Auction, it sounds like it was a success.
1: Oh, it, it was a huge in success In spite of the fact
0: that it's secondary market, it's further appreciated.
1: Yeah, we did not expect it to be this high in the secondary market. The theory of it is it should jump a little bit. Just the nature of setting it's, the clearing price down so you have something demand that's above, but it's way above where we thought it'd be on the secondary market, and it's starting to come back down. And so we'll see. But our thoughts is generally with market-based pricing to be able to test different formats yes. and see which ones work and see this works for this type of product, that works for this type of product. And right. and by the way, there will still be product at Target and Walmart, and there will still be product that is just a retail product, and that's fine. And it doesn't have a variable price, but it is about the technology. I gotta say, I've never been part of a technology product that was this clean. These guys crushed it. Can you
0: imagine the chaos if if there had been uh, some kind of problem? And it it may have involved lawsuits, too. It's just very scary, Mm -hmm. and yet it it, it sounds simple. It's not. And you had people with multiples, and when you're programming all that, so I did the original programming for all my stuff. So it's like an attorney. They're asking questions that are... Almost never going to happen, but they have to put it in the contract. Right. Same thing with programming, you can't allow for ties. Right. We,
1: we had to deal with ties. Your point on multiples is a big one. The engineering, exactly. Team, yeah. I was worried, I said, Listen, are we going to be able to do a multiple business? We got it. I was yeah. like, okay, yeah. and they crushed it. We had no issues with that. Yeah. 20% of people used multiple pricing, which means that. First of all, i I got to imagine no one has bought baseball they cards They put using, in stair-step pricing? Yes.
0: They put in 1500 $2,000, $2,500? 2000,
1: yes. yes. they, put, they put, 20% of people put at least two different prices, which i got to imagine no one has used a blind, Dutch, auction, to buy cards before. But you had to be so, prepared for that. Yes, but I was so excited to see so many people try to use that functionality the first time they ever used a blind, Dutch, auction, to buy cards. And the technology worked great, and we covered it. Great to see people use that. By the way, I assume that number will go up. As more people really understand the difference between if the the price is down at 400, I'm going to buy 10 versus two at a thousand or whatever it is. So do you
0: think Fanatics is a data company?
1: Oh, uh, absolutely. Because I
0: I didn't fully embrace that when I started the company because it was me and I'm doing this stuff. I'm I'm just doing what I do because I had a PhD in statistics. I'm doing data analytics. And then when you hire people and you all these people doing stuff, yeah, they were doing that stuff too. But we thought we were like a hobby company. And in reality, we probably were always a data company. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Fanatics Commerce, the existing business, they are absolutely a data company and an amazing one. Fanatics Collectibles, right? Right. We are now becoming a data company and a marketing company. We need to market this whole hobby. We need to to grow it all, but obviously we need to have the right technology and data behind to do that. It's great to have Fanatics Commerce. They own a majority of the company. It's a separate company, but we obviously work very closely with them. So, yes.
0: that that. Like I said, I think it's marketing and data. More marketing, more data. And you're refining all the way toward you're being smarter. It's yeah. like machine learning, yes. you know, it's AI. Yeah. yeah so very exciting time. I I don't wish I was younger, <laughs> but I'm enjoying life as it is being the, uh, I say semi-retired. Yeah. Maybe one of these days you'll be semi-retired. I've paid my dues and I'm happy with where I am, but it's nice to know the hobby's in good hands with uh, young people that are sharp, that have vision and execution.
1: Thank you. No, I, I Otherwise, appreciate that.
0: It'd be hard to imagine today from
1: 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Even like six, seven years ago. Uh, it's three years I think we're going to look 10 years from now. Like the trajectory we're on in 10 well, years from now. I don't talk to
0: that many people that have made $25 billion bets on a category that I hold very dear.
1: And so, Thank you. I appreciate keep it. Up the, the only way you can justify
0: that is to really execute. So, and the, the customer intimacy is not just with the current customers, it's with the future customers.
1: Oh, absolutely. i got to tell you, I was fortunate enough to be asked to speak on stage with Peyton this morning, and I appreciate to be here. I've been spending all the rest of my time, uh, we have a conference room, just meeting with hobby shop owners. Yeah. And just to meet you know, the individual people running all the hobby shops, particularly people who Excellent. don't normally get time with us. So we set this up, and I've just been back-to-back just meeting as many yeah. people as I can, because the hobby shop owners are the front lines for they're all the, of us.
0: They're, they're an important part of the front line. Though. Yeah. But again, for the new customers, they're a part of it, and it's important right. that be a thriving category, but
1: yep. not the There's whole enchilada. But no, that's right. That's right, but it's one that, that we don't normally get as much exposure to. And you see the breakers on YouTube, you see the breakers yeah. online.
0: That's what I'm retired from, Josh. The back-to-back meeting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, there's that part of it too. Although most of them
0: are good, these are, I would say, my people. But I guess our people love a lot of the same things.
1: And I get re-energized each one. Yeah. In between, I'm exhausted, and then it comes back, yeah. and then I hear a story about a guy that was a Domino's driver and now is making two million dollars a year breaking. That was the story from yesterday. It's good. Yeah. That, because the thing is, happening. because
0: it's no longer a zero sum game. Way back in the early days, it was like musical chairs, where somebody was going to be caught with a hot potato. And then it went to a zero sum game. That's actually what was the junk wax there, it was yeah. Like a upside down uh, cakewalk thing, where you didn't get your chair. Then it became a zero sum game. Now it's making the pie bigger. Yeah. That's why telling the stories of dominoes to, to millionaire mm-hmm. breaker. It's not taken away from anybody. Mm-hmm. It's building the category.
1: Yeah. yeah. We had the same thought. We yeah. said, how do we start telling yeah. the stories of the people doing that?
0: There's never been a time in history where there was power to the people to tell stories, even to exaggerate their stories. But yeah. you know what? This guy that said he has a $2 million business, I bet it's $1.7 million. <laughs>
1: Maybe. You know
0: what? Yeah. What do Put him in jail?
1: That's okay. For exaggerating? That's part of our... We, story. All, We're not audit we him. also all negotiate. But I'm saying right? he's doing great. I'm asking $1,000 for this card. The man. talk.
0: Uh-huh. It's the talk. And the price guides got into that game back in the days. So here's what it says yeah. in the price guide. And people would use that either to talk it up or talk it down.
1: Did you realize how powerful the arrow would be? Yes. Although we didn't have it immediately, slightly later. And then everyone thought it was going up. And then it went up, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I've
0: never said this before. I don't think we the problem with that is there was there's no typesetting character. I had to create a typesetting character ah, for the, the up and down arrows. it not That's uh. funny. And so that was my dilemma. Because I was doing you so that I created it, yeah. my own markup language.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. 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 So that's
0: the holdup. In fact, everything that happened in our company that... Should have been done sooner. I was the holdup.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. So
0: I don't want you to be the holdout. It's not like you pull the trigger
1: faster than I do. Speed is, is I got to say. A, a, speed a, is a, of
0: utmost importance now. More absolutely. so than 30, 40, 50 years.
1: Yeah, now. yeah. After StockX, I thought I'm done with big companies, but um, frankly, Michael Rubin, Fanatics, everyone there had a commitment to speed from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It's shown, and just in how quickly we've been able to do this. Right now, that is highest priority to be able to continue to move fast, yeah. Fortunately, we don't have to create our own typeface. There's, <laughs> there's stuff out there. It's a long time ago. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah.
0: No, otherwise we couldn't, when I got quotes from the typesetters, unless we did our own typesetting, and that meant having a markup language. And, yeah, yeah. Like and somebody showed me some of the basics. I like to learn things. and then, But I went from being this computer, not a savant, but I was decent. And then all of a sudden, all you have to do is delegate it for a few years. And then you want to jump back in? You can't. And then another yeah. 10 years go by, and I need the help. I was the help desk. Now I need the help desk. Right, right. Now I can't find the help desk, but I don't. I have no regrets. No regrets. And I said, I think I'm handing off to some good people. Thank you. And there's enough momentum now that look yeah. around.
1: Oh, yeah. That's amazing. These
0: are people who weren't in the industry three years ago probably. No.
1: And no. now they're big spenders. And there's enough resources for us to go hire amazing people. I don't yeah. have to just hire trading card fans. I don't have to just hire baseball right. card fans. When it was small, that's who you get to come work right. for. I can go hire amazing people, right. the best Android engineer. It doesn't matter if that person likes trading cards or not, I can build the best Android app.
0: We had some negative experiences when we hired people that didn't understand the hobby at all. There are certain and roles. There were certain cer- in some cases, yeah, yeah. so the, the programming side. So sure. we had to make sure we had somebody on the team that was not the no person that said, no, you can't do that or, or that doesn't work here. There had to be some sensitivity in the way it was delivered. But uh, this is a typical category, data-wise. Yeah. No, I mean, how many skews? And then you multiply by you know, the different venues where it can be sold, the different grades, the grading companies, all nines are not created equal, even within PSA or BGS. Yeah. But if you can solve it for, for sports cards, you can really expand it to a lot of things.
1: To that point. I mean, that's
0: gotta be the dream for Fanatics. We will create Once you build a
1: single metadata layer on top of all of it. We have to, just the fact that certain grading companies name the same card differently. Like that's illogical. Dude. Like that shouldn't happen. It's because the naming conventions don't start at the manufacturers. We will, we'll see how long it takes to get there. We you will create a universal uh, like th-
0: That is probably acquirable through my old company. Or well, there's some, as a special license or something. But again, you want eBay to play ball too. But I think our company worked extremely hard, and certainly when I was there, to make sure we had a, a nomenclature that was industry standard. Right. But it's not as much industry standard now. But there needs to be a standard. That's if right. there is,
1: then there's a whole other layer
0: that takes away some friction.
1: It does. It does. And investors don't want friction. No. Okay. That, by the way, everyone who asked me about growing the industry, the first thing is making it easier. It's about access, about reducing yeah. the friction for new people to come in, for those people to stay in, those people to learn about the hobby. Yeah. You know. But
0: my trick question for somebody is if they like friction in the hobby, that means they're a collector. If they they don't like friction, they're probably an investor. I get that. Yep. And I'm dinosauring myself, because I think I like a little bit of friction. I don't want to eliminate all the friction. In some things, right? If, If anything is acquirable just for the price,
1: then that's not the thrill of the chase. That's fair. But there's some things, like, for example, I like to go through and pre-grade all the cards myself and try to figure out yeah. whether I think this is gradable or not and spend yeah. that time doing sure. it. But by the way, it's a way to spend time with the cards and, and do that. And does it take a long time? Yeah. Would it be way easier for me to give this and someone else's service? But like, that's part of, everyone chooses their place in the hobby where they like to spend more time with their cards, you, you can also solve it,
0: it takes a lot more time for the newer cards because yeah. it's so nuanced and you're talking about 10, 9.5, 10, black, black label. label maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Vintage cards, yeah. you can make piles. Well that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it was when I started. It was mainly vintage. Yeah. Older was better. Now newer is better.
1: Yeah. And you're
0: hoping. You know, it, but it, it all, it's all good.
1: It is all good. It is all good.